On today's episode, I'm going to teach you guys how to create a code of communication. Welcome to the Mind Your Self-Defense Podcast, where my goal is to teach men and women how to gain confidence by connecting to their inner badass. I am your host, Sensei Andrew. I am a black belt and Krav Maga uh, NRA firearms instructor, a U.S. Navy veteran, and owner of Rise Above Self-Defense. By using interviews with industry professionals, self-defense students, product reviews, and personal experience, I can help guide you to your badass. I hope you guys all had a great week. Um, and I hope January is starting off strong for you guys. You guys can have a positive year. Today we're talking about a code of communications. Okay. Um, the purpose of a code of communication is to notify people in your family or in your household that you are under distress without the people holding you under distress knowing. Um, so if someone breaks into your house and um, they're holding you you know, hostage or kidnapping or whatever you want to call it in your house um, and say your husband's on his way home or your wife or whoever's coming home, you don't want them to walk into a house full of intruders. So you could give them uh, a code to let them know that something's going on without the people or the intruders holding you there knowing that you gave them a code, uh, that you warned them. Uh, you guys are probably thinking, okay, it's kind of paranoia thing happening here to where you need to create a code. Uh, yes and no, I guess. The thing is, is that you want to be prepared. You don't want to worry about what do I do if the scenario is already happening. Um, I've had this code of communication going on with my family since my daughters were born. Uh, my youngest one is 20 now. So, you know, I've had it for at least 30 years. I learned this when I was in the military. Um, when... If you guys watch spy movies or any of that kind of stuff, you need to, you know, people are always like, what's the password? What's the secret word? Whatever. The reason why it's important is because you can't tell who's a friendly and who's not. So if they don't know the answer to the question, then you know that they're bad guys if they don't know the answer. Uh, so using that kind of mentality, you should come up with something, uh, so your family knows that something's going wrong, even if they're not there. So, uh, I'll give you guys a couple examples and, uh, I'll tell you guys a couple stories but the thing is, is that it has to be something that only you and your family know or you and the people that you're trying to communicate with know. So it can't be like, oh, you know, 
hey Jim, and the person's name is Jim, and say, hey Jim, uh, there's two bad guys in the house. It, it can't be that obvious, okay? Um, but it could be subtle and still be very effective. Like me, you guys know my name is Andrew. My wife and my kids will call me something that they don't normally call me. My wife would address me by my middle name. As soon as I hear her call me by my middle name, that is telling me that something is wrong. I don't know what's wrong, but I know that something is wrong. Okay? Um, same thing with my kids. If my kids call me by my first name, I'm not one of those parents that let your kids call you by your first name. So if my kids ever call me by my first name, then I know that something's wrong. Or if they address me by father, because they never call me father. They, they call me dad or, or, or other terms. But if they call me something that they don't normally call me, that's telling me that something's wrong. That, that they are under some kind of duress. What kind? I do not know. But there is some kind of duress going on. So it has to be something that you could use in regular conversation that is not going to make the other people suspicious. The people, uh, your intruders might see pictures of you and your family. They might not know your names. And if they do, you know, they don't know the terms of endearment that you use to call each other. You know, you might not call your kids by your first names. You might call them kiddos or, or something like that. So if you address your kid by a full name instead of a, a, a nickname or another term, then it'll send them a signal that you as the adult are in danger. I hope, I hope this makes sense to you guys. Um, so the whole purpose of having a code is to notify, to let people know that you're under duress or they're under duress without alerting the people who uh, are putting them under duress. Okay, so that's the whole pur purpose of having a code of communication. Um, but it could be used for a lot of different things. Um, I think it's called a white angel. Do not hold me to this. Let me search it up real quick. But I'm pretty sure it's a white angel. It's a code for women who go on a, on a date um, at a bar or a restaurant and if they're under uh, if they're under duress if they're, if they're in um, if they're under if they're on a date and uh, their date is making them uncomfortable or um, you know they just want to get away from the date or whatever it's called something angel. I can't remember what the hell it's called, but I'll find out and I'll let you guys. I just searched it up and I couldn't find it. Um, but if the girl goes to the bar and she orders this particular drink, 
we'll call it a white angel because I know there's angel in the term. I just can't remember or snow angel or some, some crap like that. And they ordered a particular drink. They're telling the bartender, hey, this guy is kind of creepy or I'm here under duress or um, I don't want this person in my presence, something like that. So the person is notifying the bartender, is telling the bartender they need help. Uh, so these are codes. There are codes out there um, for different scenarios and different situations. But if you don't know the codes or you don't, it, it doesn't do you any good. So when you're going to create a code for your family, you want to make it simple um, and think about ways people communicate. So now it's via email, via text message, phone call, okay, or in person. You don't want to complicate it so much. So whatever you use for text messaging, I would use for emailing. And whatever you use for phone calls, I would use for in-person. Okay. Um, an example is a phone call. If, you know, if you're coming home from work or wherever you're at and you call your wife and she's at home and she tells you, I need you to go to the grocery, the grocery store and pick up two loaves of bread or two loaves of white bread. Um, what she's telling you is that there's two people in the house and they're white. Okay. Uh, if, you know, she could say two loaves of wheat bread. So you know that the people are not white. You don't know exactly what nationality they are. Or you could say, you know what? Uh, make sure you give me a can of uh, enchilada sauce or whatever. So you're telling the people that they're Hispanic. Um, just come up with a code that's very simple to follow and it doesn't sound weird because if, you know, if, you, if your wife, if you're on the phone with your wife, it doesn't sound weird for her to say, hey, you know what? Uh, stop by the market and pick this up. Okay? Or it doesn't sound weird for a husband if the wife's not home say hey you know why don't you stop by and buy some milk or whatever the case may be just so you guys could set up a code of communication make it to where it works for your family okay just keep it simple and just make sure that everybody in the family understands okay the biggest code of communications that I have that lucky for me I haven't used it ever is in case someone enters my house and I have a gun okay I do not want to shoot my wife or I do not want to shoot my kids okay so we have a code set up to when I yell something you know, a good example would be like, have you guys ever seen uh, Die Hard, the movie? If I yell like, welcome to the party, pal, that 
tells my wife and my kids to lay down on the floor completely, that means I'm going to start shooting. Okay? You don't have to be a great shot to not hit anybody on the floor. Okay? If the person is, you have to be actually, you have to try to hit someone laying down on the floor. So, if the people do what they're supposed to do by laying down on the floor, then you now do not have to worry about shooting someone by accident in your home, okay? Someone that you care about. So this way, the the intruder doesn't know what you're saying. To them, they think that you're saying, you know, welcome to the party, pal. That's like, all right, game on fights on or whatever you want to call it but you're sending them a signal you know you're not yelling for them to know what's understand what to what to do you're yelling for everybody else in the house to understand okay so that is the main reason you want the code it's not necessarily for distress but you can establish one for distress like I said, if my wife or my kids call me anything other than what they normally call me on a regular basis, if my wife ever uses my middle name, I instantly know that something's wrong. Then I could figure out what I'm going to do, you know, call the police, you know, whatever the case may be. I don't know. It just notified me that something's wrong. Same thing that if my daughters call me father or, you know, by my first name automatic red flag that something's wrong um so i need to have a way to protect my family or to communicate to my family that something is wrong without the other people knowing what i'm communicating uh example and this is having a code via text um my daughters, each one of them have a specific icon, or not icon, uh, emoji, uh, designated to their, their texts. And I didn't create this. The kids created it. So they, they always send their text messages with this emoji. And if I get a text message with... A different emoji then I know that it's not from my daughters me personally I never send emojis okay I'm not a fan of emojis that's just me so if I ever send a text message to my daughters or my wife using an emoji they know something's wrong okay so that's how you set up a code of communications via text. Email would be the same thing. You know, you could send an email to your husband or your wife calling her by her middle name, calling her by her maiden name, something like that. And that should notify her that something's going on. Okay, if you call your, your wife or your partner babe or honey or something like that, Call them something else that you've never called them. But tell them ahead of time. You have a conversation and say, hey, we need to set up a code of communication. 
if I ever call you, you know, if, if you never call, if you call him babe all the time and you say, if I call you dear, that means blah, blah, blah. Um, if I call you by your middle name, that means blah, blah, blah. You know, it, it, it code doesn't matter if the other person doesn't know what it means. So you need to know what it means if, um, you know, you're in a relationship and the person ends up leaving or you get divorced or, or they don't live in a house no more, you guys break up, whatever, change the code, okay? Because they're going to know your code. Um, I've been, well, I've known someone that had an incident. Uh, she was dating this guy and they were dating for, over a year, they lived together. Uh, they had a code of communication. Their friend of mine, she was a friend of our family, and the boyfriend. And then they ended up breaking up. And she had to get a restraining order against the guy because he was coming around and stalking and all that kind of crap. So, uh, you know she was telling us what was going on so we told her change the code of communication because she had a kid now the kid was not the guy's kid but the guy was the kid was um she was maybe like eight months old when they started dating and they were together for almost two years so he he watched the girl grow up and uh you know and she had to tell the kid, hey, you know, if so-and-so comes by, you got to tell me, you know, because kids at that age, you know, two years old, they're going to think, oh, you know, I've been seeing this person around for a long time. You're not, they don't know what's going on. They don't know the adult problems that are going on. So the mom taught the kid to call him a certain name. I don't know what the name is. It's been this happened a while ago. Instead of what he was telling the kid to call him, right? So the mom uh, was in the living room, and the kid uh, was watching cartoons in the in the uh, in the bedroom or something like. I can't remember, uh, but. The kid was pounding on the window, calling the guy's name by the code the mom told him, told the kid to call him. So she called the police, and they ended up arresting the guy because he violated the restraining order because uh, he made threats against her and stuff like that. So if she didn't teach the, the daughter... If she didn't change the code, she never would have known the guy was there. Because instead of coming to the front door, he went to the bedroom and he was going to try to sneak in through the bedroom window. And when the kids seen him, she was so excited that she started yelling his name out. And that's, but it, it was the name that the mom conditioned the kid to call him, alerting the mom that something was going on. She called the cops. 
And because there was a restraining order on the house, the cops got there really fast. And, you know, it was a happy ending for everybody except for the guy who got arrested. Okay. Um, so last I heard from that, um, he was in jail and he has something happened while he was in jail. I guess he, he attacked someone or, uh, I don't know exactly how far, but he's going to be in jail for a long time. It wasn't because of, he got into jail for violating the, the restraining order and the, and the threats and that kind of stuff. But before he went to trial, something happened while he was in jail. So he's going to jail for a longer time for whatever happened while he was in jail. I don't know all the exact details. Um, I just know that he's going to be gone for a while. Um, and ever since then, or since then, uh, she moved um, to another city. Um and this was maybe about three years ago that this happened. Um, that's why I don't remember a lot of the details. Um, but she moved to another city and she's doing really good and the kid is doing really good. Uh, so it's just, just be aware that you can communicate stuff to people, to notify people, to let some people know that something's wrong. But you have to know what it means. They have to know what it means. And it has to be something simple that's easy to remember. And you do have to practice practice it. Not all the time. But you do have to practice. There's no other way, no other word I could say other than practice. Or drill it. You know, it doesn't have to be every day. It just, you know, at the beginning, I would do it maybe review it two, three times a week. Um, or just give everybody a copy of the letters and the words and what they mean and say, here, you know, study it for a week. We'll have a meeting uh, on this day. We'll review it. If we need to change anything, let's change it. That kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, it's, it's good to, to have, hopefully you never have to use it, but it's good to be able to already know that you have that. Uh, another one is my daughters were out with some friends, um, and they were not driving. Uh, some of their friends got a little tipsy and they wanted to drive home. And my daughters were like, no, we're not down with that. And uh, they ended up sending me a text message uh, with me, with them wanting me to go pick them up. And they did it to a code so their kids wouldn't, their friends wouldn't, you know, they put it on me. Oh, my dad, well, my dad's coming to pick us up or whatever. Uh, instead of you know, what happened was they sent me a text with the code. I called them and I told them, hey, I'm going to go pick you guys up. And, uh, you know, and lucky when I got there, the kids were pretty 
tipsy. So I was able to convince the other people uh, not to drive. So I gave them all a ride home, dropped them off, and then the next day they went to go pick up their cars. Okay, so it's it doesn't have to be for urgent situations. I just I just want you guys to know that you could use it for a lot of different things, but you have to plan it. You have to practice it once in a while. And everybody needs to know what everything means. And if someone new comes to the game or someone leaves the game, change the game. Okay? Only active people in your family should know the code that's going on. Okay? Um, so if, you know, boyfriends or husbands or wives or whatever leave, change the code so they don't know how to use it against you, okay? Um, on next week's episode, we're going to talk about purposeful compliance. Um, so, like always, if you guys have any questions, comments, collab ideas, you could reach me at Andrew at RiseAboveSouthDefense.com or you could visit the website at www.RiseAboveSouthDefense.com And remember, only you can unleash your inner badass. <laughs>